you dingling. Hey, everyone. Way to go. Oh man! She I, just I popped had, a stress ball. I just ball. popped a stress ball because she's so strong. Uh, literally, if you've ever wanted to know what's inside a stress ball, it's cocaine. It looks like it. It's it looks like sugar or ew, coke. But its texture is all what like is sort it? of slimy. What does it smell like? Nothing. Oh man! But it's sort of slimy, sticky, but like dry but wet. What the fuck is, is this? It is a stuff? weird texture, but it's like pouring out of this thing. Just I had no like idea pus. you had such grip strength, you fucking animal. I have grip strength. Yeah, you like like to rip, grip it and rip it. <laughs> <laughs> hey now, no subtlety with you. It is the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network. It's the big zombies on the. Hey, you guys doing? <laughs> and it's episode three fifty eight. And this episode is dedicated to shitty movies currently streaming. Bad movies that you bad can, movies that you should not watch, but that you might be entertained about hearing about. Not watching. Or actually, them. you might be entertained watching them. Some of them, they're bad. I mean, one of them, the first one we're going to talk about, Hellboy twenty nineteen. It's bad. Is it's not unwatchable. It's not unwatchable. Claimed it to be. Yeah, that's true. I I didn't mind getting through the whole thing. I'll say that because there was some good, not good, but entertaining horror. Yes. CGI, not CGI, but horror. There's some cool sequences. Yeah, get into it. But Uh, it's bad overall. By the end of it, you're like, okay, it's still fucking bad. But you know, there was definitely some entertaining stuff. Well, there's four movies we're going to talk about. Uh, Hellboy. Domino, starring Nikolai Costa-Waldart, directed by the great Brian De Palma, yeah, by the way. which is sort um, of weird. In Cold Pursuit, it's Liam Neeson and Laura Dern. The movie that he fucking sunk with his right. crazy stories. The Perfection, starring Allison Williams and Steven Weber and Logan Browning from Dear White People. Oh. Um, that, that, these are all currently streaming right now. And we're going to get into it. So let's start with Hellboy. Hellboy, new reinvented franchise for a new age Directed reboot. by Neil Marshall, who did The Descent, which was a good horror movie. Oh, that is good. Um, Tales of Halloween that your sister was in. Oh, that's cool. Alex S. Which one, though? Did he just direct the whole? Because it's like seven little movies. He's credited on the As whole. Just dire- Maybe yeah, he, yeah, I don't know if he was producer. Of the, like, he the, also directed the a lot of, like a bunch of Thrones episodes, Westworld, um, and he's got a ton of stuff like coming up. He's doing a Kong sequel, King Kong sequel. For Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's like, like a real legit one. Yeah. Son of Kong. Um, he's doing the film what that the uh, Viggo Mortensen has been attached to forever called Last Voyage of Demeter. I don't know that one. And uh, he's doing a Troll Hunter reboot. Really? Yes. I mean, this guy's got stuff going on. Yeah. Um, David Harbour stars in it along with Ian McShane, the great Ian McShane, and um, right. Mila Jovovich. And yes. the writer, uh, screenplay is by Andrew Kobe, who did Two Guns, that movie with Denzel Washington and Mark, Mark that, Wahlberg. That yeah. movie? And it's, of Ugh. course, based on Mike Mignola's uh, graphic yeah. novel. Graphic character. Yeah. Uh, so, so wanted to like this. I wanted to like it when it was first announced. 
Yes. I wanted to like it when they first showed the like concept art and the uh, the picture of him in the suit. Because David it, Harbour. From and then Stranger when they Things. announced David Harbour, I mean, everyone was sort of like, oh, what about Juan Pro- Ron Perlman? But, you know, he's 60 plus. Wasn't he pissed that he didn't and get he was it? Pissed. He was pissed. Yeah. I think he like, you know, he like guy like clearly likes to work and he was a good Hellboy. Right. You know, it's not like he was a bad Hellboy. So it's like, let's give us a good Hellboy this time. It's like, oh, he's a dope Hellboy. And that was you Guillermo know? del Toro. It, both movies. And they were pretty cool. And they were super Guillermo del Toro yeah. films. It says Guillermo del Toro and you get a del Toro film right. and that's what this newest movie suffered from that I you couldn't pin it as a single movie by one man's I feel like the vision was lost and we definitely heard about that you yeah. know on set rumors well it got panned it got I mean it was literally panned so much so I, I was like okay I'm passing I'm not seeing this in the theater and I'll wait and I did not know we neither of us did yeah and I don't regret it at first I, to be honest but the, the first like 20 minutes I'm like this isn't that bad I know and this I was not kind of like okay why is everyone bitching on this yeah. this is kind of cool the opening sequence he's in like Juarez Mexico and it's like a Lucha Libre wrestling match yeah. and it's his buddy and he was he, he was attacked by these Mexican vampires it's like an underground cartel and I'm like this is cool right, I thought we were going cool. into like Mexican cartel vampire territory right. but it was really just a sort of like opening sequence and right. then it cuts to you know the secret headquarters and Ian McShane and him getting debriefed and all that kind of stuff right and that is still entertaining too it's just it, it loses you well here's the thing I've said this many times mm. is if Mila's in a movie Mm. It's going to instantly bring it to a B movie, but sort of lower B. than B. Like sort of if B. you if you track all the movies she's done, like with a few exceptions. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the you Resident know, Evil series is a B series. They're like a D series, really yeah. more of a D or C D sort right. of thing. Like there's seven of them, and since really the first one was the biggest splash, and the second one I actually liked, but everything after that I couldn't care less. I mean, yeah. other than Fifth Element, which right. of course was a cool movie, and, and that was 20 like, that's years an ago. exception. Yeah. But I mean, that movie she did with Steve Zahn and sort um, of B, but with A-list Elephant, actors, yeah, yeah where yep. they go on like it's like a serial killer. They're intrigue. You, vacation I mean, like, movie. if she's in the movie, you immediately know she's the bad guy. Well, she's always sort of cast as the, you know, vampy, right. you know, woman cloaked, shadowed woman. She looks Russian, so she can play European easily, yeah. super easily, you know, so that's another part of her look. But I don't think she has the fucking <sighs> juice to be like a lead heel. There's too much screen time, too many lines. No. <laughs> too much, Even like... that, remember that really bad reboot of Three Musketeers? Yes. With a lot of big British huge actors. Huge people, yeah, Luke huge actors. Nobody Evans saw it. It's in it. Um, like, uh, Orlando Bloom's in it. Yeah. He kind of plays her counterpart. Yeah, I mean they do ridiculous things. They have like like this. Like, they go steampunk. They, it's a steampunk version it of it. Yeah, because remember there was like a parkour one where the guy. That's the parkour. Oh no, that's the one called the Musketeer. Yeah, just the with the guy yeah. by himself. Yeah, I never saw that one yeah. either. There's like the- a parkour Musketeer. <laughs> At the end of the day, still the best Musketeers movie is the Charlie I Sheen know, and Oliver Platt. Oh, like, we're gonna do a review of that. I know. We should. We I should love do it. A 90s. I know it's like rose colored glasses. We could do a whole segment of rose colored glass reviews. I know, we should. Or especially from the 90s, man. Those movies, you think of them so fondly and you go back and you watch them and they still have that sort of nostalgic close to your right. heart stuff. It's like... <laughs> Chris man, O'Donnell Chris in the O'Donnell hair. Chris O'Donnell with his ding-dong hair. But, and, and, uh, D'Artagnan. Yeah, I mean, but still... And Rebecca De Mornay. Yes. She's awesome in it. Yeah, yeah there's some good, real performance. Oh, oh, Tim Curry is Tim a cardinal. Tim Curry is the cardinal. 
It's a great cast. And what's his face? Who plays? Uh, who was the bad guy in everything back there? He was the bad guy in Robin. Oh, Kevin that Costa guy, the, like, he was in the crow. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah, bad. he was like he's a, a bad guy. Nineties bad guy. Nineties nineties bad guy. I don't know his name. He also I plays. His name too. He's in the Basquiat movie. He plays a gay guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's yeah, good. Yeah. He's, he's good. completely he's a good the actor. big departure from his bad guy roles. You know? Yeah, you'd recognize him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so but you know, she. I I would argue even though that movie was kind of ridiculous um she brought it down like she br- she will I think bring it's just down too much movie. responsibility i think she can do well but as a, a sort of ancillary character her and, brand yeah. is resident evil bad movies that's you know? true yeah they should have cast like a eva green like a fucking act british actress would have been better although she would then be skating and in, in, hurting her potential to go into the jit become stuff? like mila if she did this movie maybe. i guess so i mean if the movie but was eva a green success perfect for i feel it. like if this movie was actually executed well she would have been, been, right been a good yeah. look for eva green because yeah. i mean penny dreadful, penny dreadful yeah which by the way is and, streaming on netflix right now if you've never Ooh. seen it you should watch it. i never saw the whole seasons. second season i yeah, only did no i only really? saw the first season and then the third okay, season well, it's re-watching it again it's as fucking awesome as it was the first it's, it's weird like, too so good it's awesome but it's super crazy yeah it's awesome uh, it's pretty awesome uh, it definitely shit the bed on itself in the third season You're like what what but, what when it went to the west Stupid idiot. Cool. yeah that was great yeah. but just the, the way they clearly wanted to move on whoever was producing yeah, and writing it you felt like, that clearly want like, to move on yeah things. at least tie it up like properly don't have them all meet on a street corner and go and save the world oh yeah that's right fuck I off forgot about that yeah, yeah. out of here um so yeah, so this movie suffered from the Miller effect one, but mm-hmm. also a bad script and bad like t- editing storytelling. Like that, the editing was all over the place. Oh yeah, you know, either he's at the Bobby August place. How did he get there? That was a cool back. sequence. Yeah, it's cool, and like it was cool character it, design. It felt like Guillermo del Toro had a hand in it because it was like this I mean, he probably did it, but if, yeah, yeah, but it looked more like you've stepped into. It, it looked like they tr- changed directors momentarily for this sequence with the Baba Yaga, which is so creepy. Well, and it also seemed like a separate movie. There were so yeah. many characters that are introduced, and they even do his his origin story again, and we get this whole sort of second origin story with these british guys that hunt giants and right. he's recruited to help them and then they also introduce the mexican vampire storyline right. and they also introduce the blood queen storyline and so like there's just like so many things and that would have been cool it's just it was poorly edited it's and very bloody it's super gory and yeah i like that because yeah. i'm like i'm one of those people who's like we go to monster palooza you know i'll watch yeah, horror know. if there's I, horror to watch i'll watch it and i you know i'll decide if i like it or not right but this has had some entertaining horror at least it was creative you know yeah i mean another thing we talked about was that i don't think his creature design was the right way to go for uh, like the american middle america audience uh, i think it was right. a little too satan-esque I, it, Ron did Herman, look, it did look like Ron Satan. Perlman had like a hell, but like sort of a soft side, like you're a, right, like a right. Perlman-y charm. Whereas this was just Satan. Yeah. Like Satan, hell on her, the, the yellow eyes. And there's some Satan sequences where he's yeah. literally yeah. like... I mean, there's a, there's a couple sort of Satan-y sequences in the Del there's Toro There's like the one. William Blake yeah, illustrations yeah. of... Like, like Dante's Inferno yeah. and shit. Yeah, totally. And I don't even mind that shit, but I think it's just his resting face was so... 
demonic without it the, like a demonic. little soft edge yeah. to it you know like the the jawline that pointed jaw the yeah. deep set yellow eyes and i like it and i like harbor I, the other I thing. love Harbor. Harbor can deliver dialogue. I know. You know and he's Harbor's snappy. So good. He's good at throwing his weight around, so you buy him as like a big lug. Yeah. You know, so I like him. You know, I he just, was good casting. A great cast. And I mean, it's yeah. unfortunate for him it that is. he got saddled with a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Because he's better than the movie. He is actually like literally so his Ian performance. Well, Ian yeah. McShane well, he is always Ian better McShane. than everything. Yeah, he, you know, they had some the good part. moments. He and Ian McShane, like just in, they did as just actors. You know. I oh, and then they, they have this Logan shtick character where there's this young girl who's got, and they meet randomly. They meet randomly, super randomly. Just like jump in here, and like she's in got, here. Like, powers, and not only does she have powers, but she's the same chick that he saved years ago, right? As a baby from a um, what were those things called? The changeling, yeah, the changeling baby that is also out to get Hellboy. Also, right, everyone's out to get Hellboy in this movie. Also, like you don't sort of understand what the point of anything is leading up to either. It's kind of like what's what's Mila's thing? What's this? I don't know. Because they sure to show a flashback of Mila's uh, storyline with King Arthur. Yeah, Yeah, right. They started there, and that was actually not a bad sort of sequence because we didn't we weren't know how it's going to unfold. Right. It's one of those things with bad storytelling. The more like narrative you get, the more you realize that it's going to suck. Well, that's such a common thing today, too, to just pack on excess story into mm-hmm. stuff. Like, now we've got to have this back story, mm-hmm. and we've got to have this, and we've got to have this little thing, and just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. It's, I don't know why. We were talking about, uh, what movie did we just watch? And it's like it was a trend in the 90s where after the antagonist is killed, the movie ends. That's the end of the movie. Right. Like uh, Cape Fear, uh, Fatal Attraction, Attraction, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. There was all these sort of well-made, tightly packed sort of horror intrigue films or it's horror thriller done. and it's like then the credits just roll yeah and it's such a funny I miss those days me too i was thinking about that like that yeah. was a whole trend in movie storytelling yeah. and i'm not mad at that now no. anymore because we now they we get so much excess too much. and exposition. then we get the end credits and yeah we get the and then we this. get a post we se- have more. yeah and then credit sequence it's and another an, sequence like, and, and a secret kind of easter egg to the audience it's like saying you're not an imaginative Right. To figure out what's next. Or, yeah, exactly. And we and you're, you're also like a cheap and petty person who always needs to be baited along. Right. Because we don't trust that you'll show up again for the next movie. So we better tease you with like some se- sequence in a, a film. That, well, Marvel made a dynasty out of that. That's true. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I waited to watch it myself. So what yeah. do I know? But they a lot of times the continuity, it fucks up continuity retroactively. Those little cutscenes. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember if I just read something or saw something about it. But if you go back... Um, like they had Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, uh, uh, interstitial, and those two actors were never seen again, and they were recasted, uh, and like yeah. that kind of shit. And they have there's a, like people have pointed out on the internet. You can look yeah, up. Yeah, there's a lot of when like yeah. Bucky here is you know when they have Bucky in the post series sequence, and this you know he goes right. on and on. But I you know I'm trying to think of more specifics. But yeah, it's, it's, those post credit sequences is another. Well, thing. they do a, a post credit sequence with um, William Hurt from. The Hulk, and they never right. Like I mean, he appears in it, but they don't fall. There's no, there's no next Hulk movie. They don't, you know, Ed. Yeah, Norton and then Ed Norton come back doesn't ever and, like, comes if they back. Change and, that whole thing. And didn't Ed Norton character meet with Nick Fury? Or no, didn't William Hurt meet with Nick Fury? I think William Hurt meets with no with Iron Man. 
with Tony with Stark. With Tony Stark, yeah. Yeah, because to this day, of one of them, they they everyone sticks to it. The fact that 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 Hulk movie is a part of the extended universe, like it, that's a part. They of have them. to they have stick to say with that. that. Yeah. yeah, they have to. Even though Ed Norton, I wonder why Ed Norton didn't do Hulk again. He probably was over it, or he didn't read why do, like seven films. Yeah, you know? I think I read about why he didn't. He was a good um, Bruce Banner. So, is there anything worth? I, I guess you really kind of have to be a Hellboy fan to want to see fan. this movie. Or a horror fan. Because there's some good horror. I, I, you know, it's it's definitely the CGI is super cartoony. Yes. And high contrast and lots of colors. And there's yeah. this guy who can who is a character in the comic who can sort of werewolf into a like a jaguar instead of a wolf. Oh, yeah, that was actually kind of cool. It's a cool and character. And it's the guy who was in... You've seen it before. He most... like I remember him from that... Uh, um, He's in a bunch of stuff. Pierce Brosnan Bond... Oh yeah, he has the diamond face. He has face. the diamond in his face. Yeah, that's a good one. Or yeah. not a good movie, but that's a good. Yeah, good with find. Halle Berry, the Halle Berry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah good remembering. Um, so uh, I know, and the way it ends is super quick and to the point, and they do that thing that big, uh, you know, large scale blockbuster movies do, where they don't have enough of a budget and they just open Pandora's box, everything gets yeah. out and then within 10 minutes the box is closed right, and everything's right, right. back in this place <laughs> i hate that i know so you hated much. that when that was happening well because they they all these sort of like giant sort of Looked evil like silent hill characters it was definitely and it was sort of like titans like these yeah. titans from hell come and they just sort of ravage the city yeah you know they're sort of like big bads and they're they're you know one of them has like a fucking hook for a leg and right. it just impales 50 people at once right. and you know they're tearing up shit and you're like oh yeah it's gonna be cool when hellboy fights all these people he, all right, these creatures and takes no. them out and like he uses his pistol once you know there's yeah. a bunch of little stuff as, as a fan that i like i don't know i didn't get to see I, or i wanted to see more of right and the way it ends is pretty fucking obvious you know i, know. I, mean? I don't know so overall it's definitely not a good movie there's maybe 20 minutes in the beginning that were like encouraging oh, yeah sort of and promising then, it just kinda, then it's then it sinks into the badness that everybody said it was and then i'm like oh this is yes because i mean there's bad. a lot of times and one of the reasons we wanted to watch it and review it was because a lot of times we'll hear a movie stinks and right. we'll see it and like it and, yeah. for, and the reverse too yep. like i mean well everyone will say it's the greatest movie ever and we'll be like that was garbage right that, that happens. like happens a lot with us. Fair amount. Um, yeah, this. I, I mean, it's a bad movie, but I don't hate this movie. You know what I mean? I can admit yeah. that it's bad, but I can also admit that I enjoy parts of it because I like horror and I right. like Hellboy. Right. I mean, it's no Guillermo del Toro not Hellboy. Sad. I, it's honestly that Baba Yaga sequence, which is that horrible character that like eats children. It's like a it's fable a true fable. Character. Yeah, it's a real fable. It's cool that they wove it in because it's not really been that sequence is quite interesting and very visually spectacular the way they do the art direction on that and it's the fight great. between the yeah. two of them and yeah just like her layer is it really felt a well little designed pan's labyrinth it there did was, of course you know, yeah. and that's why i thought it was gear i thought he hit like it felt like an ode to him mm-hmm. that felt it, the closest to the, yes. guillermo del toro movie yeah. actually just that sequence though and it does feel different it's a different color pl- palette look like the, the same different movie, sort same of cinematography different yes yeah, set yeah. design it sort of feels like someone got to go and do that like an ad and knocked it out of the park right. or, or Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, or, yeah, well, I don't think he was attached. Was no, it? no, it's just probably There's a, a lot of del Toro fan. You know, so maybe just someone who wanted to just do 
right. Del Toro style filmmaking for the movie. Right. Because it was cool. different and it looked different. It was dark. You know, they, they're like eating Very children. dark. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, that's why I'll give it credit. But yeah. I think that was ultimately its undoing was that they didn't go full, go full R and just own it. And the executive producers are like, no, this is too dark. It's too dark. It's like, well, agree to it or don't agree yeah, to it. Yeah, you do it or you don't do but it. But don't like keep doing it and then taking it dialing yeah. it back two steps forward three steps back that's yeah. no wonder you're gonna, you're gonna have it, a shitty movie it felt kind of like a big mess where it, it you know they didn't sort of like justice league although justice League's better than this frankly but um it felt like a little justice it, you League-y. know like where they had a few different a couple different directors and the vision wasn't one vision mm-hmm. that you know and they didn't really know what they wanted to do they were fighting with the, you know there it felt like there were a lot of fighting over the direction fighting yeah, yeah. And that's what happened with suicide squad but suicide Ugh. squad money still made our suicide squad still made quite a bit of money i know we sucked stinks all right so let's go on to domino which is directed by the brian, great de, palma. brian de palma yeah um that's the only reason i really watch well, because jamie scarface. lannister yeah scarface and um Yes, Carlito's Nicolai, way, right? Car- Did you do Carlito's? No, you didn't do Carlito's way. Um, he uh, Nikolai Costa Walder, Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister, like the and the Red Woman, Carice yeah. Van Houten, Melisandre, Melisandre, um, Melisandre, uh, Brian De Palma also did Dress to Kill. I mean, he was a pro- he was He's in that Brian group with George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and. Um, uh, Coppola. They were all. Mm-hmm. They all came up together. He did oh, yeah. Body Double, which is a great fucking movie, mm-hmm. by the way, um, with Ke- Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. Um, but you know, Scarface, The Untouchables. He did The Untouchables. Yeah, I that love was, that movie. It's a great movie. Um, all sorts of shit. Yeah, all sorts. He's he's an icon. He's a great. But this was. Maybe one of his worst movies ever. Ever. Um, it's Horrible. A, it's about, it takes place in Den- in Copenhagen and yeah. uh, Nikolai and his partner, they're cops and... The detectives. Yeah. And it's... Uh, they get a call. It's supposed to be like, you know, a regular house call. And it turns into like unfolding a giant terrorist uh, cell and this sort of thing. And yeah. they have to work with the terrorists to stop other terrorists. Right. Because you're a terrorist. Yeah, it's. I mean, was any of it decent? I mean, the first sequence of it, maybe when the you know they take this call, a domestic disturbance call, and the the um, uh, partner who's older and not as fit as yeah. Nikolai doesn't want to walk up the stairs to go check the apartment, so he he's with the guy they've like basically apprehended. arrested, apprehended, and yeah, and he has bloody shoes, and it's all very suspicious. Yeah. And but Nikolai was having hot. Dirty sex. And he left his gun at home. Sex and so, so he has good, to you forget his, your gun. <laughs> he has to borrow his partner's gun. And so the partner's left with the guy with no gun. Yes. And they end up, it ends up not going well. He like cuts his throat, throat and... Falls out a window. Yeah. And, and then Nikolai starts to chase him. And yeah. then he's out going the window the, out the, the window on the window and like the Spanish shingle tiles. The Spanish, and, it's Copenhagen. Well, you know that yeah. Spanish tiling though? Or I guess it is... No. Yeah. Like like hacienda tiling stuff. It's also like it's that like whole clay pottery Copenhagen style. Okay, whatever. Okay. You know, I think people could picture. All right, it. all right. You want to talk about pictures? Okay, it's not Spanish style. No, it's but like it- <laughs> hacienda style. Look it up, hacienda style. Um, I don't care. <laughs> but this guy ends up being like part of a 
ter- like oh he's trying to find this terrorist himself. Well, and it's a heavy ISIS. Like they keep they show these ISIS beheading videos yes. that they sort of recreate, yes. and they're very graphic. Guy Pierce is in it, and he's that's like when a CIA Guy Pierce agent. is introduced. Yeah, yeah they, he basically chases the uh, suspect. Uh, they both fall into a crate of vegetables, man, and then boom, here comes <laughs> the CIA happened? taking away the perpetrator. And Jamie <sighs> Lannister is like, "Where are you going? That's my caller, man." And then they're like, "Well, I'm the CIA. I'm Guy Pierce. I got. I need this guy for my own yeah. motivations. You don't get him." And who is who? Oh, and the red woman. It turns out she was having an affair with Jamie's Lannister's partner, Nikolai's partner. Right. But she's also like a cop somehow. I don't what know. Do like again? a librarian. I no, think. she's not a librarian. She's like a librarian. But they she's end up like teaming Harriet up the and spy. then they like go to Spain together and end to up like, in a bullfight. Well, they have to track I mean, down the terrorists to Spain because this like, is like what a terrorist cop's plot. Gonna, like get to travel to Spain to follow a terrorist. One like, that's working with the CIA. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, I it's, don't know. Cr- the whole thing is like ludicrous. Well, and the script's really bad. It's so bad. Oh, and the score. The score is like something out of a 1960s. Well, 80s. 80s? It was very 80s, yes. No. Oh, totally. It was the totally score? 80s, yes. Like early 80s. Tr- no, it's 80s, trust me. I guess. It sounded like old Columbo episodes and shit. It was you know? really bad score, like a very dated. Columbo. Yeah, super dated. Yeah. Didn't really even fit with the, the, the plot. You know, it's, right. about, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story about, you know, terrorism and, and you know, ISIS and this sort silly. of thing. And it's a score that sounds like, you know, an Italian mobster movie or like a Fellini they film or something. They didn't know what they wanted to do with it. I mean, like, I don't know how Brian De Palma got involved with this. Or and, was even attached. Or And I, I don't know how the actors got involved. I mean, I think I they must sure have been sold on it. with Brian De Palma. Right. I so. think that was a big part of it. Uh, but it's so fucking bad. And the end, it's, the end sort of, they prevent this, oh man, they prevent a terrorist attack at a bullfight, first yeah. of all. Like, how many people could that really harm? I and, know. Like, how many, or like, and then like, what target demo is that? You I know. know. Who's going to bullfights? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. it be like PETA that attacked a bullfight? <laughs> not ISIS. I know. And the funniest thing they they did, they thought they were being really clever, and they they had the guys deliver the payload with a drone, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, how can you even protect too. against drone technology, man? ISIS has drones, <laughs> man. Oh, and it's, it's so really bad. bad fight choreography. Horrible. That was another thing. Like, ooh. <laughs> 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 They're like, don't even look like they touch them. No. Remember when they fight, like oh, her, yes. the two of them fight outside the car? Yes. The, the red woman and Nikolai. And Nikolai. It's the worst fight. It, like, laugh out loud yeah, she, how bad it she, was. She, like, takes the one guy and they sort of circle. She, like, circles around <laughs> him and he's sort of moving with her and then she's yeah. like, ha. Ah. He's like, whoa! <laughs> he like go flips over the car. This is like twice the size of her. Yep. You know, and you could make that look realistic. You know, if, if it's shot well and right. good choreography. But she's so much tinier than him. I know because she's tiny. Everyone's tiny. Everyone's tiny. We were watching that other stupid movie that like everyone's so fucking small. Oh, yeah. Go away. <sighs> go to like some small place and do tiny things. Yeah. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> hey now. Hmm. Uh, hey now. my mom's tiny. Uh, I know. But she right. has a large brain. She's like Professor Xavier. Yeah, she is. She is. 
Um, Xavier. So that's enough of that because it stinks. Don't even bother watching it. It's so it, funny though because there's this whole like they attack a red carpet and stream it on like YouTube. Remember that whole dirty old sequence? No. Yeah. Remember the girl and they have it's like a female uh, suicide bomber woman. Oh, they. Oh, yes. They attack. They go to like a music or a film, a film festival, festival and shoot and the sh- shit up. Shoot up the actors. Yeah, and the, it's all the really famous like. Don't, why did you even make this? I know. And then she blows herself up at the red yeah, carpet. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I get why this, that movie didn't get much traction. No. And yeah, it was like and this, why it has a four out of ten on oh, IMDb. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it was like a Brian De Palma and, and Jamie Lannister. And, you know, Nikolai doesn't have a great track record in movies. Not really. He, he picks some bad like, projects. He he is not like he did that horrible movie with um, uh, Ap- Apatow's wife. It was like a rom com. Leslie Mann. Yeah, it was like a rom com. Um, what's her face? Kate Upton. Right. It was called like the Soyish Jir- Journeys of a Soyish Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> And Mama, which some people like, but I didn't like it all. And oh, then, Mama. Yeah. I mean, Shot I mean, Callers was good, though. Shot Caller was good. I liked that And one. I actually did like Oblivion, too. That was all right. I liked that. Yeah, that was all right. Um, okay. okay. In Cold Pursuit is... A piece of shit. A piece of shit that Liam Neeson is in with Laura Dern, and it takes place in the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. And he's like a snowplow driver mm-hmm. whose son is... Works is a baggage, yeah, baggage claim holder at the uh, carrier at the airport. Who get who's like shift buddy gets involved with drug guys, and then they both get kidnapped by virtue of his just working with them at the same time. And he gets bumped off by these like mob guys, drug dealer mobsters. Yeah, and that deal in like northern Denver, northern Colorado drug dealers. And Liam Neeson goes on a like vendetta. To like kill them all. And, yeah, it's a taken esque yeah, movie. It's a taken esque, but then it, there's also this Native American, like organized crime group that mm-hmm. had like a treaty with these folks until mm-hmm. they think it's the Native Americans that. Well, because Liam Neeson starts killing, uh, you their know, guys. he's like yeah. lower ranking guys in the in the you know cartel. We'll right. call it, and that's you know the boss gets tipped off to that and thinks you know it couldn't be some strange guy's father killing my men. It must be our competition, right? And that's sort of introduced later after Liam Neeson kills like five of these guys, right? And they really think they're clever and slick. They try to do like a smoking ace slash Tarantino style it's, and every time someone yeah. dies they have like a credit uh, sort of right. role like oh here so and so and such and such yep. and his last name or you know this movie thinks it's really cool it thinks it's fucking it cool it thinks it's clever and cool but the dialogue is horrible so bad horrible it's literally like and I looked up the two guys who wrote it and they have a million stuff coming out now. Yuck. It's like how do you then get hired after you write this piece of shit? How so do people bad. get hired so bad. that write really bad shit? I don't know. I, bad I, shit that like is seen by people. Like yeah. a bunch or of people. Bombs too. Or bombs and like, does not and get seen keep by working. people. Yeah. It bombs it publicly. It. And then they got like the new Ghostbusters on their IMD. He's like, What? <laughs> you wrote the old Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but he has experience writing Ghostbusters. But it was bad. Uh, so bad. Well, I experience some some experience is better than no experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess if it was on Netflix or HBO, if like you could watch it and you, at least you get some Liam Neeson action, but the, yeah, this movie bombed because it it hit right at the time that he had his 
PR nightmare. Well, it wasn't that it hit at the same time. He was on a press tour uh, for this movie. for this movie, yeah. and then went on record talking about how he would like was planning to kill a man for yeah. raping his friend. Right. And, you know, so because I think someone asked him loosely, like, "Have you ever had a story of revenge?" And you know, it wasn't the guy that cut me off in the Vaughn's parking lot. It was right. this fucking black guy who had raped his friend and he said he went out with a you know a college or yeah. basically like a little club but didn't he find out that like she then disclosed later it wasn't a black guy or something maybe there was some that, other but, piece of it but, but he in got any in case, trouble he got in big trouble it became like Fair this enough. whole right you know sounded like he was a big racist yeah thing. like an old racist man. although funny though i remember at the time when this happened a lot of black people defended him yeah a lot of people went like, on record for him he was just being honest but like that's the thing you can't be honest like the way right now he, it was a bad mistake well no but yeah, when and he to said promote it, it a movie. mistake yeah it was a mistake it was like first of all you're gonna t- that's something you could tell your therapist you yeah, don't man. tell the public on a talk you don't tell show. some journalist yeah, yeah what the fuck and it's just like you think that's gonna sell this movie if you're out just to promote a movie you know you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty of your well, he life was trying to like make a point and it was saying i i feel bad that i had that feeling yeah he tried to bring and, it around and, you know and i do I, think he's being I do honest. not yeah right. i not want to be that person i was and it was unfortunate that i was but it's like okay then you just should keep all that shit to yourself you should because now you're marked with that well and it's not the right forum like if, 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 he, if he was in a space like you said even if it was a show but it was like a or a podcast now nah, it's he still would have got shit regardless if that shit went out shit. public yeah but it's just you know in the realm of promoting a film you're probably not going to talk it's about how you no. plotted to kill a black man even though it's like yeah. not a specific black no, man because because nobody <laughs> reads context anymore right and nobody reads an entire article you well, only get did, a headline there's but, a lot but, of people that'd be like you want to kill black guy yeah i know i know you kill like black guy? i know it was really bad what he did but like but people also take things completely out of context mm-hmm. and they just read a headline that's true too they read the tweet or the headline and they immediately say did you hear that this person right. is cancel this? this person's canceled yeah. everyone yeah that's just sort of how it works and you got to just be hip to that now yeah promoting things because you're right he does make a point he brings it around and basically says you know i regret ever having those thoughts i learned from yeah he was trying he was like being overly honest yeah which you which is vulnerable you're you know you're letting people in you know but you're right out of fucking yeah like you said recording a movie man just chill dude him try his next interview after that to Mm -hmm. try to make amends on live with kelly he didn't apologize outright which was i think it was a very awkward place for him to try to set the record straight. I to know. this like happy go happy lucky morning talk show. show. Yeah, morning show. We take calls. But from he had the middle to like the there was a, like they couldn't move forward with that interview the, the without movie. him. Yeah, and yeah. sell the movie. And the movie, you know, consequently did not do well. Not I at think all. They moved it pretty quickly into. But yeah. I mean, but the movie's bad too. It stinks. The movie is also bad. It's definitely not taken one. It's not like it was awesome. Right. And I mean, I think he's played out that Taken thing. You know, yeah, like, it was a good I, run. And Taken he's done was like so ten years ago. Many of them. Yeah. Like he, like first of all, he did three Takens. Right. And then he did that. Like what was that graveyard called? The oh, I forgot the, about that one. That? Graveyard shift. Step, I don't know. Step he did dad. the one with his son, who's being they want to kill his son. Ed Harris wants to kill his son. And then there's the other one where. 
He's there's one like on a in train. Pursuit. Yeah, I mean, there's like uh, yes, there's one. There's that's a train a, that's one? another one. That's a whole other one. There's he's done a whole. Isn't there one on a plane too? Yes, yes there's there one is. on a plane. A plane, a there's train, a plane, a train, an automobile, it's a snowplow. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. So he's. I mean, he ah, should funny. really go back to just doing character work. Well, and he used to be a legitimate actor. Like people, uh, yeah. He was a very really legit, very esteemed actor, yeah. leading man. Leading, he sort of Samuel L. Jackson. He himself. was Schindler. Yeah, he was Schindler <laughs> and and Zeus. Yes, and and, and, and Rob many Roy other things. Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Rob yes. Roy. Zeus. For God's sakes. I mean, yeah, you know, he's Liam Neeson. Uh, Qui Gon. Whatever. Yeah. Star yes, Wars. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah, he's old too, though, man. These are guys. They get old and they just do all this shit. And he got. He had that horrible tragedy where his wife. His wife died. From died. Brain just tum- died. Like brain injury. Brain. Yeah. Damage from a skiing accident. Yeah, she fell back. Cracked yeah. her a melon, man. I know. That's Natasha's sad. sad, man. Yeah. Sad Richards. I know. Uh, all right. So... So that movie stinks. That movie stinks, too. Also... And there's uh, not even good action, really. It's all bad. It's the not acting even stinks. really the good action. The bad guy stinks. The bad guy's terrible. Guy He's in, we did a review of this movie the bad guy did called The Body. Yeah, and that movie sucked, too. That movie was garbage it was that hulu series dark series yes yes they were doing 12 movies for 12 months um for that yeah it was so bad yeah and he tries to do this american accent but it just sounds like he's not all british good with an american good with american or so what and all commonwealth people are good with the american particularly irish are not good with it like saoirse ronan does not do a good american accent oh yeah in my opinion like and and sorry brit british actors out there like we give americans shit for doing british you guys do not do good american accents some do some do but it's it's not it's but not across not, the board. Yeah, it's not, not across like, the board. You know who does do a horrible one? Who? Ben Kingsley. He what, cannot American? do an American accent. That's funny. Well, think about him in Iron Man. Oh yeah, he sounds it's like a so bro. Like, I'm the Mandarin. I'm the Mandarin. Yeah. No, there's a lot of br- and and uh, Would you fuck me? um Cumberbatch doesn't do a very good American no, accent. No, he does not. He does a pretty bad uh, Boston accent. It was ridiculous. Oh, that was cartoon. Billy Bulger. Aussies are way better at doing American accents and doing... Yeah, they are. They're better at it. Like, I remember um, Joel Egerton did a really good Boston in the Black Mass one. He he nailed that. That was the best one. And that is really hard. I... I am Boston native, and I can tell you, it ain't easy to but do the Christian Boston Bale accent. Christian Bale did a really good one, too. He did an okay one. What, in Fighter? He was did only an okay one. It was yeah. pretty good. It was I mean, okay. from what I know. It, yeah, it, it was wasn't, passable. It was okay. It wasn't as good as Joel Egerton's. Joel Egerton's, na- he nailed it, like, He nailed 100%, the nuances. No, like, he nailed it. Yeah, he knows how to, like, talk through his mouth the way they do and sort of mumble their words a and, little bit. And pal. Gyllenhaal does a good job. And he's American, though, in Stronger, the movie about the... He does okay. He does a pretty good job with that. Yeah, I, I think was maybe imp- just because that thought movie he did sucks. A good, that movie's okay. Movie's I just like movie. Gyllenhaal. I think he's like, I like so Gyllenhaal underrated. Too. I think he's like... Well, like, he's a very he's an A-list celebrity. I don't know, I know if he's underrated. But I mean, he, but I he got mean. passed over for Nightcrawler. Like, yeah, That was an Oscar nomination. And he's definitely. a hard worker, like... Southpaw, he got fucking ripped. You know, it's not yeah. easy to do. I love how people just expect that from actors. Like, yeah, go get shredded 0% body fat. Duh. Yeah. Congrats. It's like, you're supposed <laughs> to do that. Rich, rich guy, trainer guy. Rich guy. Or you can just get a stunt double, eat ice cream. Uh, 
so the perfection is a Netflix original. It stars Allison Williams. Wait, are we on to the next movie We're now? We have no segue. We're just like okay, we just perfection. Did our segue. How do we, we just do a segue? Did a segue. There's no segue. <laughs> it was like the perfection. No, we already set the. We already started talking. Then we got sidetracked. Oh, we did, did we? Yes. Uh, Allison Williams, Logan Browning, and Stephen Weber. You might remember from Wings. Remember that show? Yes, I uh, love Wings. It's a horror movie, thriller. Sort of. It's more uh, of a bad movie. It's. <laughs> You, it, it's about this cellist uh, whose mother gets sick and she has to take care of her and she's in this like exclusive school in Boston. She has run to drop by out. Weber. Right. She has to leave the school to take care of the mother and misses her huge opportunity to be the world's best cello list. And Cellolo-ist. Logan Browning is the, the one who kind of takes up and they Cellolo-ist. meet in Shanghai after Allison Williams' mother dies right. and... She ends up having this affair with the girl. Well, you're skipping ahead here a little. Yeah, do we really need to get too into this? Like, Look, this well, is first a of deep all, movie. This it, is just the, very layered. It's story hard to telling. get into this without like completely spoiling it. No, let's spoil it. This movie's trash. Okay. Uh-huh. No, it had promise in the beginning. It, it had, had promise. promise. It did. I was actually like giving it. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is promise. You know, up until. The reveal and the rewind and the whole fucking nonsense. And you're like, oh, you, you have d-. no idea what it's going to be. Right. And so at one point, I thought it was going to be like a Body Snatchers movie. Yep. And I wanted the just rivalry, like psycho rivalry. A single white female, right. maybe. Right. Like there was a rivalry thing there. Single white female. It, it, it bounces around till, till it arrives in and, yeah. like really a direction you never thought saw coming but not in a good way well no i saw the one thing coming a mile away that like Stephen Weber's like a pedophile yeah that yeah. was like fucking in the ointment yeah Blah, duh it's like that would have been that's just an easy choice to make him the fucking creeper yeah of course he is like, right what that's your re- big reveal it's uh, i don't know uh, how much should we talk about this so they're they're not really rivals and then we find out, we think that I don't know. Do we want to talk that much about it? Not really. Yeah, it stinks. It stinks. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a lot of buzz right now. Is it? It's, well, it feels like whoever directed it loves girls. Loves well, the whoever show wrote girls. It. I feel like it might have had it. like four different scripts, though. Four different drafts of this. Like, there's so many key po- points where it can yeah. go many different ways. It's almost like they wrote a pick-your-own-adventure and then they settled on this one. It does feel like a pick-your-own-adventure yeah. because they do this like rewind thing yeah. to show you what happened. It's like, whoop, this is what really happened. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and They okay. even introduce it in chapters like duet, like solo, like, it's like, like chapter three. Don't try to be cool. Lesbian Stinks. sex scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's like lesbian action and also like lesbian deceit and then lesbian mutilation. Yeah, there's some... There's some lesbian mutilation. Is there anything cool about this movie? I mean, I feel like it was kind of cool until they went the direction they went in. And I'm like, okay, this is not cool. I'm not a big fan of Allison Williams. No. Like, I, I don't think she's that great. No. I, and I will absolutely go on record saying I despised the show Girls. Yeah. Like, despised. Hated it. I think it gave a bunch of people false hope about their talents and it, abilities. Yeah. And it's super my generation. Like, because Ugh. I think I am, therefore I am. Right. And I do not need pr- to produce results. 
All I need to do I'm is... I'm authentic. Yeah, see... I, I'm so authentic. I just have to claim it, and it is. That makes it so. Yeah. Like, that's my generation you in can, a nutshell. You can, that whole show can be summed up by that one scene when she when she's in uh, the Iowa writing, not Allison Williams, but mm. Lena Dunham. Mm. Is it the Iowa writing retreat? And she tells off everyone in her group in this mm. spectacular fashion Everybody about how awful some. they all are. Yeah. But not her because she's authentic and she keeps repeating that and Ugh. she's awesome and she knows what's up. Well, and I, that's like the sum up of the whole show. It's like everyone's, it's all these awful people that you're supposed to just be like, no, we're not awful. No, we're cool. And or something. It's awful. I don't know. I just but know anyways, that none I, of the people. Alison Williams is unfortunately stuck to that in my mind. I, you know, she's in Get Out, and I liked Get Out, and I guess she's okay in that. But like, I think you could have swapped her for another actress, and it would wouldn't have noticed. You wouldn't have noticed. Not at all. And I and I feel like this a better a different actress would have sold been it better would yeah. have sold it more I just, she seems like she's never actually had any life experience outside of being on television that's how girls is. exactly it's like so we, it's like, like you just said right. i think therefore uh, yeah it's like you're not just because you know i don't know i just feel like how, if you're so insulated it's hard to bring like a breadth breadth of experience to a character or a role yeah, and it doesn't like, feel like there's anything there. No, it feels like pretty feels, vapid. Yes, that's pretty, how it feels. Pretty uh, underwhelmed, pretty superficial. The other girl was better. She's better. She's a better actor. Yeah, at least she like tried to act. Yeah. I feel like Allison Williams just thinks like my blue eyes will do it for me. It, it it's sort of painful watching her. Yeah, it's painful. It's like like do something else. Yeah. You could do anything else. I know. You're, didn't you marry no, the Snapchat just, guy? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, your yeah. dad, like, uh, NBC high up, even though he lied about the uh, yeah, thing, he's, he's still, still fine. Yeah, MSNBC. Yeah, he's, yeah. like, fine. Oh, you, you've got the, like, fucking, you know, the storied, storied life of an actor, do you? <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the struggles that that requires. Was, wasn't she, like, Peter Pan? Yeah. Getting work doesn't mean that. NBC thing? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You, got, you get the work. It's yeah. like, how do you do the work? I know. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 I got. I get work. Ah, uh, yeah. You so you played Peter Pan in a show by NBC where your father is like a <laughs> giant figurehead. Tell yeah. me more about the business. <laughs> How did you do it? <laughs> the ins and outs. <laughs> Daddy, you know what I? The, the, that's a hard one. The girls thing, but what's so frustrating to me is a fan of Sex in the Cities. And yes, okay, I'm that generation, and yeah, I'm shitting are, on a millennial generation. But you're a millennial shitting on it, so it's not. I'm not. Yeah, I on never my own liked with that this. shit. I didn't like, like it when it came out. This Sex fuck? in the City is very well written. Yeah, it's a well written show. Like, and I know there's this whole generation that thinks girl, girls is brilliantly written, but to me, it's like incredibly lazy writing. Yeah, it's not brilliant. No, just because she gets like creative control over it, that means it's brilliant. Yeah. No. Ugh. There's nothing brilliant about this. It's boring. Mumblecore yeah. bullshit. 
Boo. I mean, so I read someone was, I don't know, it was a Twitter post or something recently where something with, oh, oh, the whole thing with Lena Dunham when she grabbed Brad Pitt. And tried to suck his Because she's in Once tits. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And she like grabs him and tries to kiss him on the lips and he turns his head. Yeah. And so she, there's all this hate on her on the internet again. Yeah. And, and somebody posted, you know, can we stop pretending that she's cool? Yeah. Like, when can we like be done with her? With her. I know. I agree whole heartedly yeah yeah and she's in the movie which is funny because i get why quentin casted her because she's like a fat pig who's an idiot (laughs) well she's she's also simple like we talked about this in our review of once upon a time in hollywood we should go listen to where to me it's a very fuck you to the younger generation you know like you don't you're gonna are you gonna come over and try to take us down? Nah, uh-uh, we're gonna fuck you up. And so she's you, like, a perfect easily. metaphor for well, it. When he also casted other like Generation Z millennial yes, actresses, I don't think that's an accident. it never is, man. It never is. Like, Dakota she, Fanning. The fact that he cast her, I, I believe a hundred percent that he secretly hates girls and too. it wasn't for and her was own purpose. benefit yeah no, it was, no. He, she looked the right part she's fat but she also is she's a ugly. total symbol of, of where i'm cool and we've got it now and, what, and like yeah what doesn't what he does not represent no exactly it's funny putting kevin smith's fucking kid in there so he can like hobnob you know it's fine you feel like he like just wants to troll people or just wants yes! to troll the audience like he just does his shit for himself right and if people are still so into it that By the he's way, a genius people consider him a genius yeah speaking of quentin you know that there was all this controversy about the way he portrayed bruce lee and the family yep. came yep. out against it well he fought back did you read his no he fought back and he said okay first of all it's well documented that Bruce Lee was cocky and yeah. kind of a shit. And yeah. his his ex-wife said that in like it's documented her saying that. Mm-hmm. And also he was basically this is he wasn't it wasn't that Brad Pitt beat him up. It was a character, yeah. a fictional character that was a combat fighter. Mm-hmm. And this was a fight on a back lot who mm-hmm. could knock each other down first if they were in a ring like a martial arts ring right. bruce lee would have kicked his ass probably but like so he basically was saying don't tell me this is don't tell me about what i'm doing with my movie and well, it's tricky when you put a fictional character a real life character in there because people are going to do that well it's like he could have called them like goose Gree, you know, or you know, couldn't be like, but the fact but that he, like, he made it Bruce Lee because yeah, it was, yeah, he could have done anything, but he kept it Bruce Lee and he kept it a look alike and that sort of thing, yeah. But even like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan talked about it. It's hard to quote Joe Rogan because, like, you just go listen to him instead, you know, secondhand. Right. But he basically said he didn't really like the way it was portrayed, but he also said he's like, look, Bruce Lee is 135 pounds and five foot five. If there is a guy who's very trained in sport or in, in martial arts and is six three and 200 pounds he'll probably get the better of him not necessarily bruce yeah. lee the magic and genius that was bruce lee but nine out of ten times the bigger stronger guy who's also trained yeah who's gonna win that fight and it, like you said it's not a real fight and it's not even a real person no like bruce lee's it's a real a fictionalized person version of and bruce it does lee. make but him I look like a cocky guy family. yeah if but i was he, his it son was documented or daughter that he was a cocky guy like that was even it? in the the biography the um the movie about him with right. Jason Lee. Like, oh, yeah. They make him sort of like a dick in parts. Or a cocky. Yeah, he's he was like cocky. a dancer, a fighter. He's, and he's uh, like a workaholic. And, yeah, and he, yeah, so, you know, some of that might 
and he's a fighter like i don't really get mad when fighters are cocky if they can back it up like conor mcgregor i was you know he's a cocky ass yeah he's a cocky ass but then he ended up paying for it eventually with you know his yeah Yeah, got this fucking tapping out getting beaten up you know but before that he was really backing his shit up and it was entertaining right you know and so if muhammad ali was cocky as fuck no one you know faults him for that except for people like george foreman and uh uh, who's the other fighter that basically hated muhammad ali for life joe frazier frazier yeah because he basically kept calling him a, like a fucking monkey the right, whole, the whole yeah, time and like yeah. everyone turned on joe frazier right and it, it like ruined his life yeah you know what i mean frazier's one of the greatest fighters exactly you know and so yeah. yeah i don't know i guess it doesn't have to do with this film but yeah i can see how they'd be like why didn't you just call him something else like you know yeah but, i could see how his family would not have liked that yeah, he literally throws him into a car. I know, I know it but it's entertaining. In well, because you know. think that Bruce Lee's going to beat him up, or you know, yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I didn't. The I way didn't they set know. That character yeah. up, See, I was that's like, how I thought too. I immediately was like, he's going to kick his ass. Yeah, Bruce, uh, Brad Pitt's going to get in that ass. Yeah, yeah, because they make him too cocky. They make Bruce yeah. Lee like I can take down Cassius Clay. Yeah, I can take down anybody here. Well, and they they basically. Brad Pitt's character just laughs when he says, "I can take down." Yeah, Cassius he laughs, Clay. and he's basically like. But, th- but let like let's put that to the test. So Conor McGregor yeah. tried to go up against uh, Floyd. You know, yes, yeah. Floyd, and he almost he did pretty well for right. not being in his element <laughs> at all. You know, and uh, he almost went the distance. And the fact that he didn't get knocked out in, within like the first two three rounds to me is all, like a, not a victory, of course, but right. it's I it's think impressive. It's, yeah, he went like eight rounds. Even Floyd was like impressed by yeah. what he did. And I, I, you know, he didn't win, but he didn't. Should have ended there because now he went into that other fight. Yeah, he, he lost like, to Khabib pretty own. bad. He shouldn't have fought Khabib off of that fight. He yeah. should have like he hadn't done MMA since before yeah, the boxing match. And then you're going to go back and fight the best in the yeah. fucking, you know, weight class, weight division, not just the best in the weight division, arguably like the best wrestler in the world. Right. He trains in the high altitude Dagestani mountains, wrestling yeah. bears since a 10 year old boy. You know, Connor <laughs> didn't want that smoke. No way. Connor's a good fighter who can talk a lot of shit and make money. But so my point is, okay, let's seriously put Bruce Lee in a ring with Muhammad Ali and say, okay, Bruce Lee, you're going to. Bruce right. Lee, you're gonna box him. Of right. course, Bruce, like right. Muhammad Ali's gonna kill him. Beat that ass. Like, there's no way. So, like, no they way. can't. Like, but if it was on his terms and it was a martial arts fight, it would be a no lot gloves, right? You know, it would be different. It'd be a lot different. Muhammad Ali never threw a kick in his life. Yeah, you know. But if, but then even again, Muhammad Ali's so much larger and yeah. so much knockout power. If he just hit him once. Yeah. If he just bopped him on the chin or even bopped him in the gut, you know? Boom. A a shot from Muhammad Ali. No offense to Bruce Lee. 250 pounds, 6'3". Very cool. And Bruce Lee's got the the muscle density and shit. You can watch his one-inch punches and stuff. He sends guys going into chairs. But it's it's not a fair comparison. No. It's just not, you know? And it's one of those things where, to me... If you're going to go see a Quentin Tarantino film, you're going to get, yeah, let go of your expectations. <laughs> it's literally called Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. It's like, let Quentin do his weirdo Quentin thing. Right. And you don't have to like any of it. You don't have to like any of it. You know, right. it's a film. You could hate the movie and not go see it again. But don't right. be like, well, you know, that's inaccurate or I disagree with that. It's, it, the, although I'll give his, Bruce Lee's family a pass. Yeah, for sure. 
especially uh, like your kids, your dad. Like yeah, my dad was like one him. of the toughest guys in history historically. Right. You got to throw it through a car, <laughs> like yeah. a car door. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I can see that too. I see both sides, right. and I found the scene entertaining. It was but I don't very think it's going to tarnish Bruce Lee's legacy. No, it I won't. don't think it will. No. I think Bruce Lee's legacy can survive. People love to just a jump two minute on scene shit. in a, f- a fictional portrayal. Yeah, I think so. I still like Bruce Lee. I still <laughs> I like Enter too. the Dragon. That movie didn't. I'm like, well, so much for that. So much for Bruce Lee. I'm on to <laughs> remember that very cool sculpt we saw at Comic Con of Bruce Lee. Fuck yeah, man! In, like uh, one of the coolest. It was. I forget what booth it's it probably was. Probably Hot Toys. It wasn't Hot Toys. It was, but it was one with tons of. Like it wasn't Hot Toys, but it was amazing. It was like a big one, and he's kicking. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. There's so yeah. much Bruce Lee iconography and stuff for I sale, know. man. You know, he's a fucking he's, li- he's icon. Fine. His, yeah. his legend is fine. His his legacy is fine, folks. Um, so before we wrap it up, we there's something we haven't done. We've been meaning to do for several episodes now, which is to say a farewell tribute to Rudger Hauer, who passed away. Yeah, and that's fucking sad. That I'm was, sorry, very sad. We're huge fans of his. Of course, he was in Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a great movie called Lady Hawk when I was a kid. Well, Lady Hawk was my shit when I was a little boy. Yeah. I watched the fuck out and hell out of that movie. Yeah. It's like, it was up there with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right. It was Matthew Broderick and Rugger Howard. I know, yeah. And, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, what a movie. The true love, and they don't get to see each other because when it's day, yeah, he's a hawk, and then when it's night, uh, it's she's a great. wolf. No, she's a hawk. And she's he's a, a hawk, wolf. and he's the wolf. Yeah, and they never get to see each other because when the sun rises, one story. yeah, it goes from yeah. hawk to wolf. It's like this, uh, you know, animal morphing, yeah. and Matthew Broderick's like the pesky peasant, and right. uh, with scrappy, you know, oh man, what a movie! Did you ever was. see Nighthawks that he did with Sylvester Stallone? Maybe. That is really worth finding and watching. Oh, I have seen that. He is the bad guy in it, yep. and it is brilliant. Yeah. And, and like, think about his later career, too. He did, mm-hmm. you know, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, the movie. You know, yeah. He's good in that, too. Um, we recently saw him in um, The Sisters Brothers. Remember? He has a... Oh, like that one scene. Yeah, one scene does a in great The Sisters job. Brothers. does a great job. And then, of course, Blade Runner. Of course, Blade Runner. And didn't... Wasn't he on Deadwood? Or, no, he was on... What was he on? What TV show was he on for a little bit? Oh, no. Recently. Well, in any case, uh, you know, he was a great, great actor. Hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. That's the best movie. Well, it's not the best movie. I love that movie. That's a good movie worth watching. Um, Yeah, he was, uh, was, you know, one of the greats. And he, uh, it was very sad. He had a good career. It was very sad. Was he like 75? Something like 74, that. I 74. think. Yeah, he wasn't that old. That's a bummer. I know. Yeah, we're a little Anyways, late, we've been uh, remiss in not mentioning that, but uh, shout out to Rudger Hauer. Rudger Hauer. He will be missed. It would have been nice to keep seeing him in stuff, you know? Yeah, he's he's actually funny, too. I feel like he did almost like well, a he was MacGruber in the, the or Nolan something. Batman, of course. We forgot uh, to mention that. Oh, yeah. Did he do MacGruber? Yeah, did he? No, I, I don't know. I feel like he did a MacGruber-esque thing. A MacGruber-esque thing. Where he, it was like a parody. 
I don't know. Because I'm thinking MacGruber, it was Val Kilmer who plays the bad guy. Oh, right. Which is hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. You love R- MacGruber. It's a not-so-guilty pleasure of it's mine. It's definitely, you should feel guilty for loving MacGruber. I love MacGruber. Mmagru- um, I'm just looking at his credits Magruber. here. Uh, well, the sisters. Oh, brothers, he does a lot of voice acting. He did a acting. lot of stuff before. There's this bunch of stuff coming out. He did a voice for Kingdom Hearts. That's yeah. cool. He does a lot of video game voice acting work. That's cool. He was in Valerian, which we couldn't even get through. Uh, on um, a plane. I couldn't get through that on a goddamn plane. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, I know what it was. He was on The Last Kingdom, which is a show that I love that's oh, on Netflix. Oh, the Viking he movie? He was in the first two episodes. The yeah. Viking show? Yeah. It's, well, it's old England, old, yeah. Old Viking? Like Viking, yeah, sort of. Is it like Vikings? <laughs> is there Vikings in it? <laughs> No, uh, he was also on True Blood. He, yeah, he played Niall on True Blood. If you are friends of True Blood, friends, I mean, friends, Friends. fans, if you're friends with True Blood, Dracula 3D, he was Van Helsing. Oh, that might have been it. Um, Hobo with the Shotgun, of course. Jumanji. God, he worked so much. Girl Interrupted. Um, no. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) No, he's just throwing shit out now. Steel Magnolias. (laughs) (laughs) All along the waterfront? No. It's first of all, it's not all along the waterfront. It's on the waterfront. All along the watchtower. Batman Begins, Dracula 3, did a lot of Dracula shit. Oh, Sin City, he's in Sin City. Oh, yeah, he's good in that. I liked him in Sin City. He was in the reboot of the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, Salem's Lot in the reboot of that. Mm, hmm. A lot um, of vampire shit. Smallville. That's cool. Oh, yeah, he was in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. That George Clooney directed with Sam. Oh, I saw that. That's a good movie. I've seen it. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. Um... Girl Interrupted 2. <laughs> airheads. Airheads? There's no Airheads. Yeah, there's Airheads. He was in Airheads with Adam Sandler. No, no, Brendan Frazier. No, no. Brendan Frazier. Brendan Frazier. Um, Breslin Frazier. I mean, Breslin. obviously his most iconic role is Blade Runner. I'd say it's... I thought he was hilarious in Buffy. Uh, yeah, you know that um, Anne Rice wrote Lestat with him in mind. Like oh, she wanted cool. him to play that character, but he was too old. Yeah, he was. And so Tom Cruise, because remember when that came out, she was really vocal about not wanting Tom Cruise to play the part. Yeah, I don't blame she her. She had Rutger Hauer in mind. Oh, yeah. the picture. Remember the picture? Yes. That movie. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's a scary one. Yeah. That's um, a good one. That's a really good one. He's in Cliffhanger. You've got to watch Nighthawks. That is, he's so brilliantly bad in that movie. It's such a great movie it was 1981 um stallone's the cop and Rutger Hauer's like the bad guy it's really good um yeah he's had a he had an amazing career you're on the waterfront you're on the waterfront i like Rutger um, Hauer. he died on july 19th at 75 it was 75 75 yep. That is sad. Well, we're gonna. I think we're gonna exit with that little tribute to Wasn't the great. Much of a tribute, Ruck, I know. We'll do. We'll review some of his movies on another episode. He was um, a very handsome man. He was a handsome man. Yeah, that's a better tribute. I I hope you enjoy this list of bad movies. <laughs> yeah, current bad movies that you can watch that are current dumb and garbage stupid. Movies out that, there that you can like avoid. Yep. 
have some decent moments, but overall, you're not going to miss out on shit. Right. Except for a real kick in the pants. Well, we're going to go because I got to fix this. Uh, There's no fix in that. that. I just completely destroyed. The more you fix it, the more stress you're going to get. The more stress coming out of it. You got stress all over your fingers. <laughs> all right. You got stress. That's it for us, everyone. Go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com. You stressors. For more episodes of the Herald and Modcast, and we'll talk to you next time. See you, jerks. I won't be there. I'm, I quit. <laughs> See you, jerks.